So, Sophie, um, you studied psychology in college, correct? Yep. Okay, so I know a lot of psychology is often telling people what's wrong with them, mm. but what is positive psychology? Because <laughs> I've heard you talk about it a little bit, and it'll be part of what we speak about today. So mm. what is positive psychology? Positive psychology. Can I give some context? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay cool. Um, so positive psychology was developed uh, post-World War II by some, some nice middle-aged men who were realizing that the field of psychology was hyper-fixating primarily on what's wrong with people and not what is nice and good and, you know, enjoyable about people, which is, you know, you go to the doctor when there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense um, for them to have that, that focus. But there were some guys who were like, we need to be building these people up and helping them to love and appreciate themselves better. And so positive psychology was kind of born out of that um, and has really blown up. Like there's, there's full on courses at at universities now and it's, it's really awesome. I love it a lot. That's, that's good. And I, I think before I heard about positive psychology, like everything you hear about psychology is just like, we need, like, you're broken, I need to fix you, or just telling you, like, something's wrong with you, and like, too bad, mm-hmm. here's medication. And I, I think before I like got to know you, I was like, really negative towards psychology. <laughs> um, I just thought it was kind of like a, like a new, like a modern or contemporary response to like, well, like, religions we can't use religion or faith to answer like problems anymore so Mm. now i have to just like go too human and too into the mind Mm. Um, and i was actually reading a book about like the rise of the modern self and one of it is like the like the over importance of the psychological identity of the person Mm -hmm. and i think that's replaced like a spiritual identity and that's why I've always been like kind of averse to like what's like, what could possibly so good psychology teach me. Mm-hmm. No, I completely understand that. And people take it too far. They really do. People make it their identity. People make their um, their trauma or their mental illness their identity. Mm-hmm. Or they try to find um, things that are wrong with them psychologically that don't really exist because they want to deal with <laughs> their spiritual. Um, yeah, primarily spiritual issues, their lack of a relationship with Christ in a way that is quote unquote scientific, Hmm, right? And so it it becomes a, a bandaid, um, that ends up making things worse a lot of the times or only takes care of part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It really is. But the two, you know, the spiritual and the psychological are so intertwined. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's so hard to address one without the other. That's something that I've I've learned more and more all the time on my own journey, right? Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely an issue, so I understand that hesitancy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what you said about them being intertwined is why I love the Strength Finders mm. assessment, which yes, talking about positive psychology is like a really good example of it. That it really shows that yes, these are natural abilities and talents you have, and things you're prone to, and at the very bottom, things that you're not excited about, things that frustrate you. Uh, drain you, but all in light of how you're still uniquely created by God. Mm. Um, that n- the fact that no person has the same like 34 in the numeric order they have it as anyone else mm. just is like God's fingerprint. And I love how it's set up to look like a DNA strand. <laughs> um, and Nate and I talked about it in our episode about mm-hmm. the strength finders, but that is really, it is clearly like in who we are that God has created us to have things that we're good at and invested in and that he has just naturally imbued us with 
and things that he has maybe not he has let us not have uh in order to let others shine yes um so yes yeah what was your first experience with strength finders and like how have you grown from what you initially thought which i think is comical to how, how you are now yeah, the, the psycho that i am now <laughs> it's kind of it, it is it's it's funny um yeah no so initially I've, I do not like personality assessments. That's, that's the way I've always been. I've like the Myers-Briggs and stuff. My mom was really into that assessment, um, when I was growing up and I would, you know, read the description and be like, meh, that doesn't really match me at all. Um, I'm not a fan of putting people in boxes. People are not that simple, um, and that easy to comprehend. Um, but when I came to St. Vincent, oh yeah, this is Cisco and I, yeah, yeah, that's how we met St. Vincent College. Uh, but when I came to St. Vincent, I was a transfer student. Uh, it was right after COVID had gotten really bad in 2020. And I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. Um, I genuinely did not like myself very mm. much. Um, and campus ministry had just initiated this program using the Strength Finders assessment and these small groups that's I think you guys talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's built around that assessment. Um, I did not want to do it. I was like, I'm going to be forced to sit in a room with people I don't know and talk about like, wow, yeah, I have this strength and I'm just so empathetic. Isn't that great? Like, you know, no, no. Last thing I wanted to do. Um, but one of my good friends, Karen, shout out to Karen, um, really twisted my arm and was like, I'm doing this. You should do it. Uh, so I signed up last minute and I got put in Francisco's group, but he was, uh, our small group leader and I was really scared of him at first, but then we became friends. Um, but I feel like that's actually how a lot of relationships (laughs) I've had have been. Oh, buddy. (laughs) Um, but, uh, we, we just over the course of, I guess it was three semesters for our group just became so insanely close. Mm -hmm. And even just over the course of that first semester, I went from like, wow, I hate myself. I have zero, and I know this sounds dramatic, but like truly I felt this way that I had zero valuable qualities, that I couldn't contribute anything to a conversation or a friend group. Um, And I went from that to like these people in this room, you know, once a week telling me like, Sophie, you're awesome. You're really good at this, or we really love this about you. And I was able to receive that, but then also do the same for them. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just, I'm obsessed with the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love seeing, um, the good that it continues to do in campus ministry for, for the students. You know, it's, it's so good. I just, I just love that it gives people a language, Mm. um, for like affirmation or understanding, um, what, you know, is good about them and, and, and seeing it in other people, uh, so like when I can compliment your consistency or your, <laughs> you know, analytical uh, behaviors or, you know, mentality, whatever, it's like you can receive them like, yeah, like you're right. And when then I can give like verifiable examples too, it's not just me fluffing you up. Mm. Um, it's like, yeah, like I see this and this is true. Um, and so, you know, when Nate and I talked about our strength finders uh, in the last season, we were looking at our top five strengths. Mm. So I thought it'd be cool instead today to look at our bottom five strengths <laughs> and compare them, talk about them. 
And what's, I think, really, really important uh, in the way the Strength Finders language is, is they don't call them your weaknesses. It's like mm. not your bottom five. They're still called strengths, which, but they're called your non-patterns, um, which I just, I'm really, really appreciative of that language because it's staying like, you might actually still be good at doing these things, mm. um, but you don't enjoy them. They really drain you. And they might aggravate you when they're shining in other people. Or maybe mm. you might be jealous a little bit of other people for being good at them. Um, and I know for me, they de- some of them definitely aggravate me and other people. <laughs> um, and But so the strength finders will only say uh, that you could call it a weakness if you don't value it mm. in someone else. Mm. So I know when we had small group, we talked about these and like really some of us had difficulty with some of them, but then having someone else in the group be like, well, that's actually one of my strengths and this is why. Mm. Then you can like really see like, okay, wow, that's valuable. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, how, it's so different to just read it on a page, right? And and to, you know, competition, for example. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. that's a popular one for people to to have low, honestly. Um, to read that and be like, oh yeah, I know like, competitive people, you know, they drive me crazy. But to sit there and have someone who is your friend or, you know, just a human being, like, explain to you the goodness that can come from being competitive, right? It completely changes how you see it. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just, like, oh, you know, when I was in fifth grade and I played soccer (laughs) with this one kid, (laughs) he was so competitive and, yeah, you know, very different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, why don't we start? So, we'll go back and forth. So, your bottom, my bottom, whatever. Do you want to start? What is your Mm. absolute... (laughs) bottom strength my 34th strength is strategic which is also brother francisco's first strength yes his number one um yeah (laughs) i after i learned that i had strategic um at the bottom of my strengths it made so much sense i got so much closure um (laughs) strategy games uh no (laughs) i can't do them i can't do hard pass hard pass uh i i uh i understood that my inability to like plan ahead and like i don't know be the person on vacation who has a plan going and is able to to be like oh i had this plan and but then i also had this just in case something bad happened and then i also had this one and oh we could do this right like i i air much more on the side of go with the flow it's whatever we'll be fine um but it's also really difficult for me at the same time because honestly no matter how hard i try sometimes i really really feel like i can't ever get like a good solid plan in place Mm, right yeah um but yeah so that's that's why strategics in my bottom (laughs) (laughs) no and that's i think i've i've really liked like the dynamic that you and i've had uh so sophie uh she graduated um, from St. Vincent last December and has now been working full-time in campus ministry at St. Vincent College, mm-hmm. which has been just super awesome. Uh, and we're actually right now recording this episode <laughs> in Lisbon, Portugal, because we're <laughs> together leading uh, our group with Father Max uh, at World Youth Day, which has been really awesome. It has. Um, but uh, just kind of like the dynamic uh, for like leading our group of students, like yep. different places. Um, Sophie's just like, all right, Cisco, where are we going today? <laughs> yep. And I'm like, this is where we're going. This, this, this is because she's my number one. Yes. Um, 
But I'm just like so tunnel vision about like getting there. And Sophie's like, hey, how's everyone doing? Like, <laughs> we still good? Like, does anyone need to break? Does anyone need water? And I'm like, well, I'm also thinking about that. I'm more just like end goal. And that's right. like it. Right, um, right. So it's yeah. just like a good dynamic. It has know. been. I almost said something and then I was like, are we talking about World Youth Day? <laughs> um, no, but it's it's funny because it, it just happened actually when we were outside um, with the students. One of them looked at me and was like, so... Are, are we doing this tomorrow morning? And I just, like, turned to look to Francisco, like, so are we doing this tomorrow morning? <laughs> um, but I value that so much because then it, it's – I'm able to be the the, the mom, right, and, yeah. and to take the time to ask the students how they're doing and, oh, do you guys want to stop and get ice cream? How are you guys doing? That kind of thing. I'm able to thrive in what I'm good at and allow Cisco to do what he's good at, and I don't have to worry because yeah. he's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> What I am not good at <laughs> is my lowest strength, which is includer. Woo! Um, so, <laughs> yeah, um, as far as uh, uh, Strength Fighters themes go, um, they're grouped in four domains. I think we might have talked about this, but one of them is relationship building. I do not thrive in relationship building <laughs> strengths. So includer is one of those. And includer is basically um, like seeing people on the outside, making sure no one feels left out. Um, always being willing to broaden the circle. Um, that is like very difficult for me. I actually really, really love exclusive groups, mm. um, mainly because I, I really value depth. And I think the larger you make a group, the more superficiality you will at least potentially could add to the group. Um, I, you can only go so deep with so many people. That's why mm. small groups should have a limit. You know, you have a small group of 25 people. That is just idiotic. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think for like the detriment is then like for me, like when I'm comfortable with the group, like other people clearly know that I don't want any more people infiltrating it. Um, and I've gotten like critiques in campus ministry, like, Hey, Francisco, like could work on like, like, I don't know, expanding who he <laughs> hangs out with or in the monastery. I've gotten critiques with like people clearly know who Francisco's friends are and who they aren't. Um, and so I certainly value the ability to just like go out and like want to include people and make friends. Brother Bosco mm. is such an includer. Uh, it's like it's painful for him when he's like, when I say like, I invite him over somewhat for like a drink or to hang out. He's like, well, can someone still also come? I'm like, I I guess <laughs> I kind of invited you. Um, but yeah, it's just in ministry, it's kind of a challenge to to have both my job and what i'm called to and christ calls us to mm. absolutely be includers but like it's just not what i want to do mm. and i think that that's that particular one for you is a really good example of like doing it even though it doesn't come naturally to you and it, it maybe goes against your your natural inclination because you you do do it and you've like you've gotten a lot better at that, right? Like I've seen this guy since, you know, like right out the novation, (laughs) he's gotten a lot better at including. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, but I, I think that you do, you really strive to do it when you know you need to, because like you said, for the sake of your job, you're a campus minister, you need to be able to do that. Um, but that's why, you know, we've got other people again, who are more comfortable with that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think competition is like, especially in sports, mm. that's like a clear contrast to includer. It's like, I want to include people in my sports competitions that I know will be good. And if you're not, I'm less inclined. Um, but I think I've definitely grown in that too. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Which then the next, my next lowest strength, 
also kind of adds to this, which is harmony. <laughs> um, so harmony is a, a strength where you really want to make sure that there's cohesion. There's like every voice is heard. Everyone feels like um, they're allowed to add opinions. You don't want to rock the boat. You probably won't express your own opinion if it contrasts someone else's. <laughs> I am very willing and often almost look for ways to like make my opinion known. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this this strength I've realized more and more is is actually really coincides with the virtue of humility. Um, mm-hmm. And I had my solemn vows retreat before I took vows about two months ago, and that really ended up just being a retreat about humility. I wasn't planning that, Oof. but that's what God wanted, and. I realized that, like, I thought humility was, like, really, really annoying, honestly, as a virtue because it was like, well, if I have something I need to say and humility is just shutting up, then I'm losing my personality. It's mm-hmm. like my personality is like, you know, I say the thing, I make my opinion known, I try to be very critical of other people when they're wafty and they, they don't have opinions. Um, but that a true a strong person is one who everyone else knows what their opinion is but they still decide not to say it Mm -hmm. um and that if i my friends know how i feel about things and i don't always have to like speak and speak and speak so someone with harmony really i trying to grow more and see is actually how they're humble people and not how they're like wafty like you know pushovers Mm. (laughs) which is definitely how i used to see them well and it i mean you know as with any of the strengths it can get to that point definitely yeah well, yeah for sure right like i, I know people high in harmony uh, myself included harmony is my number <laughs> five um who who can become doormats like super easily um and don't know how to stand up for themselves uh, because they're so terrified of rocking the boat um but I do. I like that comparison to the uh, humility for it. That makes me feel a lot better about my harmony. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. What's Am I your, next? Yeah. You're okay. Okay. Thirty third. My thirty third is actually also included. <laughs> oh. Well, I didn't. Yeah. I feel like we've t- mentioned this, but for some reason, I always forget that you're also yes, not included. Yes, I well, because I don't think many people assume that with me because yeah. I'm very relationship building. Um, I think for me, the reason why it's so low is because I, kind of like Francisco was saying, I care so much about authenticity and not. Um, I I hate bringing people in just for the sake of bringing them in. Mm -hmm, If you can bring somebody to something and make them feel like they're genuinely wanted there and like, I invited you because I like this about you or because I knew that you would enjoy this, right? That shows some sort of individuality and like attention to the the individual in front of you as opposed to like, well, I'm going to feel bad Mm -hmm. if I know that you're not here. So I'm just going to invite you and then like, my conscience will be cleared, right? And that's, I mean, that's obviously a very mean way for me to describe Includer, but that's, I think, my issue with it. I detest that. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. And I, I, I for me, like, if I invite someone, I take personal responsibility for them. Mm. And so I can't take personal responsibility for tons of people. Ooh. So I'm not going to include a tons of people if I can't take responsibility for all of them. Right. That is such a good point. That is such a good point. Because it's, I'm, I think that, and you know, I don't want to speak for you. I hate going to things and feeling like I'm only here <laughs> because that yeah. person like, you know, felt bad for me. Right. Um, cause you want to feel 
some sense of like belongingness and like mm-hmm. that person is like i i invited you i see you and i'm gonna talk to you and do these yeah. things with you or whatever you know um it is a responsibility to invite people to things yeah, i yeah. think um yeah yeah. How high is individualization for you? I seven. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. That definitely makes that <laughs> I, I tracks. I said the word individual like five times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that's. I think that's my favorite relationship building strength. Yeah. Just like seeing each individual, who they are, knowing what they specifically love, inviting them or asking them specific questions or to do things that you know that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I think one I of the token like the token marks of individualization is also like giving people gifts that you know like is suited to them and i pride myself in that a oh, lot oh i know <laughs> yeah you, that's true yeah you definitely know um mm. so I, I wonder if like individualization and includer are like in some ways a, a little opposed because mm-hmm. i feel like includer you kind of miss some of the individual as you try to just like make the group feel involved. Yes, I think you're correct in that. That's always been my assumption, but I do know somebody who has both of those in their top 10. Dang. So it is possible. It is, yeah. It is possible. <laughs> God does create those people. He does. He does. I, they're they're crazy, but he makes them. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one of the questions I get up there. So, how do these work? <laughs> seriously though but they say you know the, the like the catholic strength finders at least version says that jesus is number one is all 34 Oof. so oh jesus is a full includer and a full individualization it is possible but at the same time also like i don't know fully competitive like i love that jesus is competitive honestly so do i i feel like he would be so good at soccer like, <laughs> <laughs> and i love picturing that that you is know? actually fantastic <laughs> Okay, so uh, you're 32. Oh, my 32. Yeah. Okay. My 32 is, whoa, competition. Oh, my uh, gosh. Shocker. Yeah, wow. Um, where's competition for you? Five. Five. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah, uh, I talked about competition a little bit already, so I won't get too into it. But, um, yeah, I'm not good at sports, and competition equals sports in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> It's not true. All right, you can correct me. You can but correct me. But you're like 90% right. Right, right. <laughs> See, I I think it all probably stems back to just like, I came from a family of seven children. And so it's like, you know, there was always a lot of games and hanging out and, you know, getting together with other really big Catholic families. And like, I, you know, always detested playing group sports and things like that because it was like I was always not super good and so it was more so like you know what I'm just gonna step out and let them have fun because I don't want to drag the team down you know and like I think that seeing the people who are like super in it to win it made me feel like oh I don't belong here they're Mm. they're really into this and like I I shouldn't be in this I'm gonna mess things up for the competitive people um so I think it probably has a lot to do with my harmony honestly yeah no that that makes sense um, yeah, and, and I think in harmony, like I said before, I think harmony and competition are a bit opposed. Yeah, um, I think uh, that's honestly like those people that maybe made you feel that way because they're so competitive. Probably had competition high, but were probably using it immaturely. So I think a real mature competitive person entices other people to want to be involved, not threatens them. I mean, I know I can be intimidating sometimes, mm-hmm. but I, I hope to be, show people it's like no. It's more that I just really care about mm. this and that I I think competition is more like wanting to see the whole group 
achieve like some higher goal than individually we could do on our own mm. um and like when i talked about competition last time with nate i was just, like comp to me competition is saying like you as my opponent are worth me giving an effort Mm. Um, rather than like, oh, this is just whatever. If if I walk into a situation knowing it's not going to be competitive, I don't try to force it to be competitive, mm. which I think immature competitive people do. Mm -hmm. But if I walk into a situation knowing like, hey, these people are either really smart and we're like going to go into trivia mode or they're like, I know they're really good at volleyball, like then I'm going to recognize their game and bring it. Mm. But done incorrectly, it just looks like a bunch of arrogant people saying i'm better than you stay away from me mm, that's so oh wow that's really well put i think that that is the key thing is recognizing when competition is appropriate and when it's not right yeah. so it's like if you're with people who you're like if i get overly competitive about this this is going to drag them down mm -hmm. and and so maybe i'm not going to do that right but then being able to still play something with those same people and like rein that in yeah yeah that exactly. is so good and i think you know in the same context harmony is like when is harmony appropriate and when is it not like mm. when you're in a situation where it's probably just better for the group if you just try to like make everyone understand and agree mm. but sometimes like if you're in a moral debate harmony is not the time for that truth it's like no i stand for truth goodness and beauty and i'm not going to say well if it's right for you it's right for you like no no <laughs> right, that's right. wrong right your truth is your truth exactly. yeah no <clears throat> truth Ugh. yuck we already we already reamed out relativism, so we that was a good there, episode. So. <laughs> um, all right, so my thirty-two is woo, which this is low for you too, isn't it? It is. I think it's it's not. I think it's not the bottom five. It's the bottom six. Okay, yeah. so woo stands for winning over this over. You all heard Nate talk about it. It's oh, his number right. one. It's my brother Tom's number oh, two. Oh my gosh! So the, yeah, sandwich between two words, wooers, um, really brought a lot <laughs> out of me sometimes um but really yeah it's just as nate explained so i won't go into it a ton but like breaking the ice with people meeting new people finding immediate connections and often like being okay with that's it and just like moving on and it often can look like superficiality which mm. i already said i can't stand mm. and nate will fully admit that sometimes he he acts like that and even tom will probably say it sometimes like in his ability in his desire to be like you know, amiable and chummy with people, it might look like, oh, you're just, you know, trying to, like, look good, you know. Um, but I just, yeah, as soon as I think someone is trying to buy me in any way, whether it's, like, emotionally, you know, whatever, psychologically, any, any way, like, for me, I just perceive Rue, unfortunately, a lot as manipulation. Mm. And I can't stand it. Whoa. Um, so I shut off. Like I, I actually have talked to my spiritual director a lot about how I just have a real problem with perceived manipulation. I think that really affects a lot of my relationships. Um, that like if I think anyone is like trying to get something out of me more than who I am, that I'm like, nope, no thank you. Wow. So Yeah. So I, I, have a, I have some growing to do when it comes to woo. Mm. Um, but I do recognize that like sometimes the only way to have a friendship is just be like, hey, we're going to be awkward, we're going to be superficial mm. until we get to something better. Mm. No, I think that's a really good point. I think, like, there... Mm, I, I want to meet Nate. Hi, Nate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was here. Oh, my I gosh. I know, I know. Because I've met so many woo people that shut me off so fast because I, I feel like, same, this radar is constantly going and an alarm goes off when yeah, I, yeah. I feel like someone's, like, getting a bit too, like... 
ooh, I just want to get you to like me. Um, and it, it sort of, I don't know, again, it feels really inauthentic, but I know that there are people out there who do it well and lovingly and authentically and like use it for what it's meant for. Right. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't be a strength. Like yeah. it can be used that way. Um, I just, yeah, I need to meet more people like that. I think I've, I've met too many not good wooers. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. okay. So I want to talk, talk about a couple other things. So do you want to pick one of your either bottom, like, four or five yeah and just like talk about real quick i'll talk about consistency yes because i know this is in your top (laughs) so um why don't you explain consistency as strength because it's actually i still have difficulty with this understanding what this actually oh my gosh right it's so broad so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to rein it in because i get really rambly with consistency um it's my number three and it's probably the one i identify with the most i think out of my top five um consistency is a desire and a, I, honestly, it's more of a duty that I feel to treat everybody as equally as possible um, and to be as mm, as reliable as possible. Mm-hmm. I want to be the kind of person where it's like when you come up to talk to me, you're not like, oh, which Sophie am I going to get today, right? I want to be consistent and thus, that kind of translates, again, into how I treat people and wanting mm. to treat other people consistently so that people aren't like, oh, well, I know that kid's one of Sophie's favorites, right? Yeah. I would never want that. Um, and it... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. It's I was scary. like, ooh. That hit me. <laughs> just, like, slightly. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I think that, like, I don't know, for me, just given because I'm such a relationship person, yeah, yeah. it's like, I want everybody to be comfortable around me. Mm-hmm. So it's like consistency just governs so much of the way that I think um but it yeah it's it it can be a lot broader than that but Mm -hmm. for me that's that's how it presents itself that makes sense yeah yeah so um yeah not really for me (laughs) uh I I definitely have had people say like I have no idea what you're thinking some days like Mm. I had one monk this is a little rough but he said some days you're awesome other days you're a psycho whoa um that was that was a little bit much he was also kind of mad at me at that day so like (laughs) yeah just like we'll give it a pass okay okay. um but yeah and like he's not wrong like Mm. and like you talk about favoritism i mean people say like we know who francisco's favorite people are Mm. and this bothers me and i definitely want to work on it but i also realize that like i will never I don't think that will ever be free from, like, people knowing that. And I think that's okay at times. I do, too. Jesus himself had his inner circle that people knew, Peter, James, and John. And even out of the three of them, there was still one of them, Mm -hmm. John, who was his beloved disciple. So if Jesus did it, I feel like, not that it's giving me a pass, (laughs) but that it's okay, you know, Mm. if, you know, people know that, yeah, I prefer this person maybe a little bit more or this person. I spend more time. And also I think for consistently being low for me is contrastly strangely in my achieving which is super high mm. that like at times in my life i'm like super achiever driven boom 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 boom, like go 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 all the time but then as soon as there's a lull sometimes i just like flatline for way too long Ooh, yeah. and i'm just like really inconsistent in like what i do mm. and like how i achieve um I, I feel like the summers are unfortunately like one of those lull moments mm. um so but yeah 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 well and to to affirm what you were saying too about um relationships and stuff with people just that's how my brain works but um there's something so good about knowing who your good friends are and other people knowing who your Hmm. good friends are right yeah i 
I've gone through many stages in my life where I was like, do I actually have like close friends, you know, mm, because yeah. I am constantly striving to treat everybody so equally that oh, it's yeah. like, I don't give those certain people that extra time and special treatment um, mm-hmm. that they would need in order to become one of my close friends. Um, so I think that that is, that yeah. is important genuinely. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, of course. All right. And that which one did you pick? Four or five? <laughs> Communication. Uh, is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just because that one makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. So communication is essentially you're just, you're, I mean, I know you guys described it in the other episode, but you're just good at knowing what people want to hear, how to keep people engaged. Um, you don't have to think a whole lot before you speak confidently right Mm -hmm. not me at all i'm not a confident speaker um if you ask me to give a presentation i need at least a month's notice (laughs) except for that one time like a month ago when cisco texted me in the morning of but um we're we're gonna move past that um but yeah i i uh i'm not confident in it and i really wish that i was Mm -hmm. right um and i find that communication is probably the worst for me because i fall back on it a lot to be Mm -hmm. like Ooh, I can't do that. I'm uh, not a yeah. good communicator, you know? Kind of excuse. Exactly, exactly. So that's, you know, that's why that one haunts me so much. But um, the instances like, you know, you asking me to, to speak with you last minute for something is like yeah. really good for me because I'm like, if Cisco believes in my communication skills, <laughs> then I can believe there in them go. too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, yeah. And again, you know, people, some people are good speakers, some people aren't. And there are other ways to communicate, mm. which I think is some maybe something for you to think about. Like, not not all the most valuable communication is done by spoken word. I mean, mm. you can communicate love best often unspoken. I think the most love, the best love, is communicated without any words. You know, you're with your fiance. I'm sure. Like, mm. it's sometimes better to just be with him uh, than to be like talking constantly. Sometimes it's just sitting there, mm. um, and with your relationship building, I'm pretty sure you communicate how you care about people very strongly without having to say a lot. Mm. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, don't, <laughs> that you means know. a lot. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just like in the, like the last couple of minutes, um, why do you think, so we're talking about mm-hmm. in our podcast, we'd like to talk about the transcendentals, truth, goodness, and beauty, uh, and how to really engage with them and understand them better in our daily life. So why does understanding what we're like not good at mm-hmm. help us? Why is that a, why is that like still a good thing? I think if we tell like, Oh, well, you're not good at this. You're not good at this. You don't mm-hmm. enjoy this. Like that sounds like almost <clears throat> negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is true that we're like, these things aren't good, but is there beauty in like sucking at certain things? <laughs> And, and why is it good to know these yeah. things, in your opinion? Well, it's beautiful because God made you that way. Mm. Like <laughs> It's a straight fact, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, by extension, it's good because it helps you to be at peace with who you are um, mm. and to be at peace with the fact that was it, were it just you in existence, it wouldn't be good, right? You need those other people mm. who mm. are good at the things that you are not good at in order to complete you know, the body of Christ that is so key and so essential. And it makes you appreciate the people around you far, far better. Love them far, far better in my experience. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And actually (laughs) what you didn't know, which is awesome, is that 
you actually refer, I don't, we always forget to name it, but it's mm. actually the fourth transcendental, which is unity. Oh. Um, and that, like what you just said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like if you didn't, if you didn't have things you weren't good at or that you didn't thrive in or didn't enjoy, you wouldn't feel a need for other people. Mm. And your probably desire for unity and community would just kind of like, ah, who cares? I don't, mm. but like when you're like, hey, I can't include someone. So like our, my harmony is like, I'm ready to start smashing skulls here. But like, Sophie, I need you to step in and, like, you know, talk down the situation. Mm. Um, that it just promotes unity, mm-hmm. honestly, which is, it's funny that to think like deficiency is actually better for us in some ways sometimes. Mm. Because by deficiency, I therefore need someone else. And by needing them, I recognize more and more how much I need God. St. Paul talks, my fa- absolute favorite scripture verse, and I, I know you know this, but it's <laughs> Second Corinthians 12 verse 9 through 11 where saint paul is talking about a thorn in his side and asking god to remove it and the lord responds um my grace is sufficient enough for you for power is made most perfect in weakness and then saint paul says therefore so i will boast most gladly of my weakness in order that the power of christ might live in me Um, and i think that's that's what is really beautiful is that like when we say like yeah i embrace that i'm not great at these things or that these are struggles that this just means there's way more chance for Christ to dwell here in those mm. places. He gave me strengths so that I can I can depend on myself and like feel good in who I am, but he also gave me things I'm not good at in order to really rely on him more. Mm. Well said. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's gonna make me cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, awesome. Well thank you, Sophie. Yeah. That was of that was fantastic. Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's been Long time coming, so I'm glad we finally got <laughs> true, you here. True, true. He's been so. talking about it for a while. Yeah. I didn't actually think it was going to happen, to be honest. So. I knew. I, I kept on like asking her, like, well, what would you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And finally, I'm just like, all right, Sophie, you're coming on the podcast. We're talking about strengths. And that's it. And I was like, done. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, again, as we said last time, if you are really interested in the strengths, um, we want to take the test or want to know more about your own, um, feel free to email us or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, or even to comment below on Spotify. Um, if Sophie is also trained to coach people, mm-hmm. uh, just like I am. So if you want to like know what your strengths are and how to use them in your work or in ministry or whatever, or just to really embrace, like Sophie was saying, from a place of kind of self-loathing to a place of self-love, if you want to just do that, um, we'd love to help you in that journey. So yeah, thank you all for joining us for another episode of All Good in the Brotherhood. Um, Please share us with everyone you know, and I hope you all have a blessed and God-filled day. Bye. Adios. (laughs)